Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show, and have we got a show for you. We've got CM Punk saying he's out. We've got Drew McIntyre on a roll, and both of our Royal Rumble winners seem to have second thoughts on what they want to do. But before we get into everything that happened on the show, let me introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by Justin Labar and Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, big weekend of wrestling just wrapped up. But how are you feeling today? Uh, um, actually, I'm feeling good because I like that wrestling took uh, center stage for a little bit. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. It was a big, big weekend. Justin, uh, we have our Super Bowl ready to go are you happy with the teams i'm excited for it i really wanted to see the magic of those detroit lions but i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited for it patrick mahomes has taught us you just don't bet against him yeah i uh i was kind of catching lions fever as well uh and i was kind of i love seeing fan bases get something after such a long drought so i well, was kind of hoping they'd get something but and as a washington fan washington and detroit we're in the same boat. They had the two longest droughts uh, of last time being in an NFC championship game because they were in it against each other in the 91-92 season. So, I mean, so now here I am as a Washington fan. I'm just left in the boat of, you know, so I, I was rooting for Detroit because I, I feel I felt the pain the fan base has felt. Yeah, but that, that said, I like seeing history too. So there's a part of me that's like, I kind of want Patrick Mahomes to just rack up Super Bowl wins because – I liked it. I liked it when Tom Brady was doing it. I think I'm just going to start rooting for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe be a happier football fan, be a fan of Patrick Mahomes than uh, than of uh, my team for a little bit. Uh, but let's real quick. Uh, first off, everyone, thank you so much for joining us in the chat. Like, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, before we get into the news and everything else, obviously it was a big weekend. Majestic Marie in the chat saying, "Hey guys." The Royal Rumble Saturday was my first WWE PLE. I was so excited and had a great time. Love y'all. 
Uh, yeah, Majestic Marie, let us know how it sounded. Let us know how loud it was in there. I mean, Royal Rumble, what a fun one to go to. Uh, but I wanted to get everyone's just quick thoughts, and everyone in the chat, feel free to share your quick thoughts on uh, what you thought of the Rumble. Jimmy, any thoughts, takeaways, uh, big moments that stood out to you? I thought the Rumble was okay. I mean, the, <clears throat> the few things stood out to me. I, I liked the finish in that match. Boy, just uh, Logan Paul really understand the concept of wrestling for someone who hasn't done it i mean he gets the idea of telling stories and stuff like that and for those who didn't like the finish i liked it because the referee did his job you know what i mean and it made sense the way the way it was presented let's put it that way um the men's rumble match was okay uh no huge takeaways from there we got a couple of surprises but you know and i think a lot of the audience was waiting more on the surprises than wanting to see what happens in the match, which kind of takes away from it. And then the ladies, ladies did a good job in their match. I thought the, the ladies rumble match, uh, for, for lack of a better term, outshined the men's match a little bit. Uh, I know I got a little heat on Sunday night with some Canadian heat magnet for not thinking that the Jade Cargill debut was a earth-shattering kaboom, for lack of a better term. But, uh, I mean, don't make get me wrong. She looked like a million bucks. She, she you know, eliminated uh, Nia Jax and some others. But, you know, that running into the ring post and laying there for, like, five minutes, like, I get it. You're letting other people do stuff. But at the same time, her debut needed to be something outstanding that people remember and like I said previously on this program, maybe the Monday night after Raw would have been a better debut for her where she could really, really capture the spotlight. Yeah, Justin, I'd love to know your thoughts on that because I, I, yeah, I thought she was a, uh, I thought she came across looking great, but she did end up getting taken out. So she certainly doesn't have that unbeatable factor anymore. Uh, thoughts on her and uh, thoughts on Jordan Grace. I, I was blown away by Jordan Grace. I know who she is and everything, but, Looked right at home in a WWE ring with a lot of superstars. <clears throat> yeah, she did. She looked great. Um, the women's Rumble was, I thought, the, the better of the two Rumble matches uh, Saturday night. Um, you know, you know, I was also the belief that you know Jade was somebody you hold until after Mania, uh, particularly because if she's not going to win Rumble, don't put her in Rumble. I still believe that philosophy. However, I will give them credit though that I feel. Even though she did not win Rumble, I don't think she, I don't think her debut is as harmed as in my mind it would have been. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. yeah, she lost. She didn't win Rumble. She she lost Rumble, but so did twenty eight other women. You know what I mean? So, and, and I don't. So I, I still feel like there there's still magic that you can you know you can have with her. Um, you know, maybe maybe she was in rumble maybe we don't see her again for a few months maybe we don't see her again until after Mania. maybe it was kind of like just the novelty of seeing her and they just wanted to see what a reaction what the buzz was how did she handle and do uh there's certainly enough other women in these next 68 days to just to keep us busy uh from, from a from a content standpoint with Rhea, with bailey with becky with naya <clears throat> so we'll see but uh, overall uh the women's rumble is better i thought between the the, the two um you know that the a lot has been talked about about the crowd there and the uh, the Tropicana and the dome there, which that facility anyways is known not to have the best acoustics. It's not great for concerts, and if you know anybody that goes there for baseball, so I, I don't know if that had something to do with it. But at least on TV, it felt like 
the crowd after a while just kind of checked out um, for certain points. And, and the Rumble's all about energy and the countdown. And, you know, so it was what it was. It was obviously not the worst Rumble. It was not the greatest Rumble. It was the Rumble that they needed. They, didn't need to, they did not need to rely on Legends or a ton of surprises. Again, because as we've talked about leading up to it, they have a ton of depth between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Sprinkled in a few, Jordan Grace, you know, a few little things. But by by and large, they have a lot to work with, and they are very much focused on building their current rosters. And, and that's what they aim to do if you watch that entire show. Yeah, I I saw that Majestic Marie, who was there, was saying it was pretty loud there. I do think, I don't know if it's a miking thing or what the situation was, but everyone who was there, at least from what I've seen on social media, said it was really loud. On TV, it did feel like people were just sort of waiting for countdowns during the, the rumbles. Uh, but yeah, I thought the women's rumble, t- has, I feel like if there was a score on which one was better, the women's rumble is kind of running up the score, I think, against the men's rumble rumbles, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I will say though, it's, and, and we can yeah. put, put all of that on Kofi Kingston. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not Kofi Kingston. Sorry, our truth, our truth coming yeah. out with, uh, with uh, <laughs> assuming that he he was number twenty four. <laughs> that was so good. Oh my! Uh, God. Jack, I agree uh, with you, and I think part of it's yeah. because the women we we tend to go into these rumbles still with higher expectation for the men's. I think we have a bigger list of surprises or what ifs. With the men, whereas the women, they're just this is the first women's rumble where they finally were able to really round out the 30 and not have to call upon a Trish, Alita, any kind of legend from the past. You know, so I feel like there's less expectation right now still on these women's rumbles and and therefore they end up exceeding them because these women are so talented. Uh, I, I want to say with the with the men's rumble, the thing my takeaway was, I, I'll be honest, I was a little bit into countdown mode as well. Uh, but the last like seven six or seven it started it was tense that i was i was uh biting my nails like who's gonna win this thing i had no idea which way it was gonna go i thought they ended it very very well in the men's rumble as well but i I agree i think the women's rumble was the probably match of the night um i mean really it's the rumble so it's gonna be either the men's or women's it's the match of the night but um but let's talk a little bit about some news that came through. A couple people showed up in the Rumble. Uh, Naomi and Andrade and Fightful Select is reporting that both of them have re-signed deals to return to WWE. So that means we should be expecting to see more of them. Of course, we'll talk about Andrade in a little bit. But Justin, uh, uh, embarrassment of riches for WWE. It really is. Um, you know, Just as we're talking about the depth and they get to add uh, two key performers back. Uh, on each division, uh, Naomi, uh, you know, she looks. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of her. I mean, she's very athletic, very entertaining, bell to bell. But and but this is a visual business, and she is so visually appealing. Um, and I feel like it's to all demos, to men, to women, to young boys, to young girls. The music, the energy. She's somebody who you want to have as a brand ambassador. She's somebody that if you have somebody new or casual, you're taking or having watch a show. I feel like she's going to make a positive impression on so happy to see her back and then andrade it was pretty much what we knew he was done with AEW. tony khan confirmed that at the world's end uh post presser but it was kind of believed that andrade would come back to wwe um for a lot of reasons <clears throat> one of many being that his his his, his wife charlotte's there uh, and he's back and, and you know he a former nxt champion had a great run in the black and gold nxt that was ran by triple h at the time his main roster run not not certainly did not see the fullest potential out of him that was still creative controlled by Vince. That's obviously not the situation anymore. So 
I'm very excited, and I have to imagine Andrade is. It's probably one of the reasons why he came back to WWE. Very excited to see him uh, and what creative has for him in the booking uh, now that he's a member of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I'm uh, very eager to see Andrade. I'm a big fan of Andrade. I always say I like the guys that are good wrestlers, and he's definitely one of them. Interesting to see what they end up doing with him going forward, Naomi, as well, for all the reasons uh, Justin just said. But, Jimmy, um, again, I think men's and women's divisions both added two people that bring a lot of depth. Absolutely. The, the women's division was already deep, and now you just strengthened it big time with someone like Naomi for all the reasons that Justin mentioned. And also just little things. When we talk about the little things tonight on Raw, Andrade being, you know, showing him backstage with Adam Pierce, getting signed to the Raw brand, making it look like a big deal with Nick Aldis there as well. And, you know, that, that means something. That makes mm-hmm. it sound like, you know, there was a little bit of a competition for who gets this guy. And and the the little thing at the end with, oh, I got to take this phone call. It's from Braun Breaker. You know, mm-hmm. little things that matter that make things sound important. And that's what it is. And you've got two personalities here. You know, Andrade, we know he's great between the ropes. But but also as, as a personality, as a character, he's he's got that, too. So, uh uh, hopefully he's allowed to spread his wings and fly a little bit. And with Andrade, one thing I hope they do in that same vein, Jimmy, is um, tell a little backstory of who he is. I mean, this guy's third generation. You don't often get third generation in the in the pro wrestling business. And when you do, you know, all you know that's that's usually pretty, you know, pretty pretty special people. So I, I like to see them tell some of the backstory for those who don't know Andrade other than just his name or just, Hey, I've seen a few good matches of his in, in the ring, but like, who is he? What, what about him stands out in, in, in the Lucha Libre culture? Mm-hmm. Um, another piece of news that came through is uh, a report about uh, Ari Emanuel, who is quote reportedly expected to eradicate anything to protect businesses like WWE uh, per PW insider. Ari Emanuel is it expected to ferociously eradicate anything that could potentially harm his business. Uh, That said, McMahon's exit could be the first of many, as it was recently reported Endeavor could remove employees with close ties to the ex-WWE boss. Now, everyone can check out the story on Wrestling Inc. There's a few details on some of the lengths that Ari has gone to in the past to protect his business. But, Jimmy, I think the reason this is news is because historically or in the past, there have been some unpopular things that maybe the WWE has done, but they said, hey, whatever brings in the most money, that's what we're doing, and we're not really going to worry about maybe public opinion. That might not be the case anymore, it sounds like. Well, public opinion, it, it has changed a lot over the years, and, and and now it means so much. Perception is reality, that old cliche. You know, this is a, a t- it is a difficult thing to talk about because, you know, I don't want to judge because we don't know about the allegations that are going on and that's going to be investigated and that'll bring out what it brings out. But it sounds like Ari Emanuel does wants any negative negativity that comes out of this to be eradicated. Like uh, um, if I read the article correctly, he did, uh, um, he, he stopped doing business in Saudi mm-hmm. uh, with something like that. And, you know, and we know WWE holds, I think two shows a year in Saudi Arabia for some, Big, big money. And as we know in this business, money talks. 
and that's mm-hmm. so that's that's a huge thing. Will that be affected by this uh, by this new stance by our Emmanuel? We don't know, but uh, time will tell. And you know, we 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 know that the big what is it ten billion dollar or five billion dollar deal with with Netflix is coming up. So the business model is changing. So mm-hmm. we'll see where it leads. But as far as who gets let go again we don't know we have to wait and see yeah justin this is a time when uh layoffs are happening in a lot of different places so cutting personnel may not be that shocking to the world to announce it but also i it could be it's a very thorough thing obviously what happened and we don't need to get into all the details of it because i think a lot of news sources have covered it but uh very horrible stuff is being a um, allocated here. And I mean, it's probably not a bad idea to make sure you are covering your tracks and making sure you're getting everything. If this is as bad as you, well, it's, it's a bad allegation, but you know what I mean? If, if yeah. it's connected to as many people in the company. Yeah. I mean, this whole talk of him eradicating, I mean, not, you know, it, it's, it's what's necessary. I mean, you know, we saw there was the brief scare that Slim Jim, who was a major sponsor with them, we saw how involved they ended up still being with Rumble and how involved they've been leading up to. And for the past year, you know, Slim Jim threatened, well, did pull out temporarily until Vince uh, resigned. And they, then they got back in. Of course, we saw them all over the place Saturday night. You know, there's a lot of other big sponsorships that they have, you know, that are that are usually reoccurring lately in these last few years, you know, Snickers. And, you know, so they have to act fast because um, if they don't, it, it looks like they're not taking things seriously or, you know, we, I mean, the, the TKO stock is already down uh, compared to where it was this time last week when the major news happened about the with the Netflix deal, the five. So it's already down right now because there's obviously, I'm, I'm not a Wall Street expert at all, but just layman's terms would be okay, the stock is down. Look at the bad news that has been, you know, in the headlines the last few days. There's obviously some, some hesitation of, of the stability of, of TKO here in the immediate future. Ari Emanuel, and he has to act somewhat, he has to act pretty quick here because more stories are going to if nothing else the the just this litigation that got filed last week with these allegations uh on on vince and on lornitis this is going to keep going you know in terms of discovery and then if it makes it to trial like what are all the different legal steps that every time they had a new step that's a new headline it's back in the news cycle it's reminding people so the quicker that he can get people that would be associated with Vince, and I'm not trying to talk flippantly about people losing their jobs, but it's just it's a necessary evil of what's going to have to happen here. Now, as I say that, I, I know I've seen a lot of fans take things way like I've seen some fans say Triple H is a son-in-law took over creative. Certainly, Triple H must know, have known everything Vince was doing. Let's relax on on very you know outlandish statements like that. Yes, mm-hmm. Triple H is a son-in-law. Yes, Triple H sat under a learning tree to an extent of how to book and run day-to-day shows. There's a difference between that and being privy to and aiding the wild allegations that were going on in headquarters. There's just a, I I just, I can't stress that enough. I don't know who knows what, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just, but I just, I caution people online to really stop and think about before they hit tweet on some of the statements they make of, of who they assume must have known this and must have been, inaccomplished to whatever 
in these allegations. So I, I don't know. This it's 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 such a dangerous story, and it's such a it's such a horrific story. Um, but I, Ari Emanuel, he has to act thoroughly and swiftly. And oh, by the way, it's also a little bit personal to Ari Emanuel. His daughter uh, had had a job here at the headquarters, uh, as I found out. And I know it's been published, so you know. So I mean, so just as an extra, as a dad, like you're going to take this yeah. little, like this this. Not only is this his business, but this now hits home a little bit of of workplace culture. Things are going to happen quick and swiftly. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm a big believer in culture in a workplace, and so I think that's also where you have to make sure that the people who are going to keep a certain toxic culture aren't there anymore if you want to clean it out. Uh, but also, yeah, you got to be careful with with. That's why I was trying to be careful when I talk about this stuff because like you can't speculate on things that happened and accuse people of things or insinuate people of things. It, they're clearly going to be doing some kind of an investigation into this. I'll let them handle that part of it. Um, but it's, it's definitely not for me to start just assuming people have done horrible things. Um, hopefully everyone who did do horrible things gets found out though. Uh, let's talk about a wrestling show. Let's bring the, the energy back up here. Uh, I do want to shout out everyone. Of course, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and, and like comment, share, subscribe, five-star review. Uh, all that good stuff, whether you're Ricky or Jeff or Steven or Adam or Ethan or Tommy or Carrie or Jeff or Tony or Dylan or Reaper or Keith or Cornell or Beer or did I say Tommy already? Mike, uh, Fernando, Huffman, Mick Cloud, Baby or Kevin or Peter or Megan or uh, uh, Justine or Maria. We got a lot of folks in here today. Keith, Laura, Chad, uh, Kenny. Uh, and then we got uh, Anaki Sinambre. Sorry, I know I said that wrong. I'm so sorry, but I appreciate you being here. Mr. Meowpuss, KODTJ, as well as Pronouns Pal. Thank you all for being here. Uh, we got a super chat from Chad, though. So we're going to shout out Chad here. It says, Triple J, please tell me with all things considered, Cody is still going over Roman. I'm fine with Rock and Roman night one, but Cody has to win. Maybe Seth versus Knight. Uh, Justin, a lot of speculation there on what could be happening on the road to WrestleMania. We're going to talk about it in a bit, but any uh, any teasers you want to give to Chad here? Well, there's a lot of puzzle pieces in place here. Uh, obviously, Punk's injury could have caused an audible, maybe. And and, and look, Rock is obviously being very public about a match with 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 Roman. But maybe it's not set in stone that it is this mania. It seems it, I, I, it, it, but maybe it is. Or, or maybe it's not set in stone, but then an injury prompts a, another phone call to the new newest board member and says, all right, it's got to be this rich mania. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, I, there's a lot of puzzle pieces. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it here soon. But yeah. um, I want to start off with this uh, as far as this week and talk about the, the kind of the biggest thing that kicked things off was uh maybe not the biggest thing to kick things off but one of the things that happened uh jimmy there's been a shake-up in commentary and it looks mm-hmm. like pat mcafee is back uh going forward was the words they used uh michael cole pat mcafee this is probably my current favorite combination of commentators so i'm excited that they're on the show we cover uh what say you about these two no, I'm fine with it. It's because they're two different dynamics here. You you feel the energy from Michael Cole. Michael Cole has become so such a great play-by-play guy, and 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 Pat McAfee. You can see that he's enjoying himself and he's having fun doing the color commentary. So 
they kind of blend well together in, in like his little moment at the rumble there for whether he knew about it or not. I don't know. It's, it's being speculated that he didn't know that he was going to be in the rumble. How could you not know you're going to be in the rumble, but whatever the case is, he handled it. Well, he's entertaining. He looks like he's really enjoying the product and you want that from your announcers. You don't want it to make it look like you're trying to look like you're enjoying it. He looks like he's really enjoying himself and sounds like it too. Yeah. Justin, the, uh, of course I like, like I said, Pat McAfee and Michael Cole. Uh, I think Michael Cole is, uh, one of the best to ever do it. And I think Pat McAfee is super fun on there. So I love this combo, but I want your thoughts on that. But then also, I mean, now it's the guessing game. Who's going to be on SmackDown? What's NXT going to look like? Do you want to play fantasy booker for the commentary team for these other shows? Sure. Sure. Well, first on the new raw team. Yep. Cole. I mean, Cole is, I mean, Cole is great. He's just tremendous at his job and he and Pat genuinely like each other. So it's a, you know, they, they, they're having fun out there and, you can tell that they're given, you know, they're given some some rope, some leash to the point of where, like, you know, Pat will even, you know, kind of comment maybe when a, when video is rolling, maybe when he shouldn't comment. But it's just his style. It's just him doing his personality, and they seem to be okay with it. It's kind of funny too because I mean, you have Michael Cole who's so credible now at this point to the WWE audience. You have Pat McAfee who, <clears throat> to the WWE audience, Pat has been involved with WWE and NXT now for the last five six years, so he's not he's nothing he's not new. Um, and then to those of us here in Pittsburgh who watch Pat come up, you know, we've seen Pat's energy. We knew that he was this hidden gem that just needed to be given more of a microphone once he retired. But now to the more mainstream casual audience, here's a guy who you're seeing on your TV. You're seeing on every TV and every pub and bar and restaurant every day on ESPN from noon to two. And he's on college game day and he's on this and he's on that. And now you see and hear him. On Monday Night Raw, it's just one more piece of cachet that Monday Night Raw and WWE is mainstream big business now. It, it, it is no longer wrestling. It is, you know, a front and center part of pop culture. And so Matt, uh, Pat McAfee helps drive that home. And to the fantasy booking, uh, obviously Kevin Patrick no longer there uh, in WWE, no longer now doing SmackDown. Uh, Vic from NXT would be my, my my natural logical choice, and I think he might have to pull a little bit of double duty. Even I think he might have to still do NXT right now until they get the next person ready for that. And NXT has a pay per view come or a PLE coming up, so I think Vic and Vic has a natural chemistry and uh, rapport and friendship with Corey Graves. So I, I so Graves no longer on Monday's commentary. You don't unless Graves requests certain time off. I know he's a new father. Unless he requests a certain amount of time off. You don't not have Corey on weekly commentary. I'd say you put him on SmackDown with uh, Vic again. There's a natural, uh, a natural chemistry between those two. Yeah, and Vic's been doing it for a while. I think he's a safe bet to put on there. I, at some point, too, I feel like he's one of those guys that like you got to give him a shot at some point. I mean, I know he was on like Raw for a little bit. There's like a he, weird time. He, it was it was a he, it was a very weird. It was when he was on when they had Dio Madden, who later become Mace. It was him, Dio Madden, and I forget that maybe maybe Lawler is the third, and they were getting just crazy direction from Vince. This is also when Heyman was back, and that brief time where Heyman was running Raw, like the over, and there was there, there was 
for God's sakes, Eric Rowan had a storyline where what was in the cage. It was like you know, it was it was it was a it was a weird time in WWE and all facets. I I could do a whole podcast of a tell all that time of what I know, but bottom line was I don't think it was a fair run for Vic. Vic's gonna have a much fairer run uh, this time around. I think. Uh, Well, someone who I think a lot of people were thinking about on commentary potentially for the next few months was CM Punk after the announcement today. Uh, came out in a sling, said congrats to Cody, uh, tells a very touching story and says he's the best in the world, not because he always wins. Uh, this is just a bump in the road. It's not happening this year, but promises he'll be back next year. Drew McIntyre comes out and says he understands everything's punk sane, but Drew prayed for this and made it happen. And now he's going to live punk's dream again. Drew beats up punk, stomps on his arm and then gets chased off by Sami Zayn. Uh, just, I'm going to come back to you on this one. This is, I could not think of a single thing they could have done better on the, as far as handling the situation that they were given with this promo from punk's side of it to the way they made drew look. I thought this was, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fix it in any way. What, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I thought they got something out of this, you know, that they could have just had the punk come out and give the all shucks i'm hurt I'll, i won't give up i'll see you in six months promo but they did get some more out of it. they got i mean they got i mean drew when drew gave that line of i prayed for this did, he, did you hear the, the reaction that crowd gave him Ooh. um mm-hmm. you know and there, there was already some heat and some you know there's already some heat going into the rumble match and the story between drew and punk and so it kind of made sense that to do this and and i'll tell you the question i ask you two is we've been talking and hearing about the speculation of Drew's future in WWE, that his contract is coming up uh, not long after WrestleMania. The fact that they chose to go this route and attach and remind the audience that, oh, Punk's injuries because of Drew, they let Drew take full credit of it. It was actually a move that Drew did to Punk, is when I believe Punk hurt it. So I think that's true, but they could, but the, they, they didn't have to tell the audience that they could have made something else up. The fact that they gave Drew the heat of you're the one who's taking our beloved returning CM Punk and you're taking him out of the WrestleMania picture, uh, that made me go, do they have Drew locked back up long-term? And are they are they leaving that there so that way we can get a payoff back when, when Punk is, is, is healthy? Yeah, Jimmy, that's uh, kind of – that flashed before my eyes too. Like I wonder if the contract thing is done because they're definitely teasing some long-term stuff here. But, mm-hmm. Jimmy, I got to echo what he said – what Justin said about Drew and that I prayed for this line. I felt like the air got taken out of me when he said that. I, it, for some reason, I just felt like the dirtiest line he could have said. And, I mean, if people were wondering what side of the tracks Drew lives on, I think we now know. That's exactly what I was thinking because he was kind of like in that gray area. He was a, that tweener. Is he a heel? Is he a baby face? Uh, what does that mean in today's world now? It's almost like a difference, but he was a tremendous, the little things again, the way, um, you know, we saw punk give that promo and that emotion that he emoted, you know, it was genuine. You felt it. You know, you could see tears welling up in his eyes and you almost could see some of the audience people, you know, they were like as well, you know, welling Mm -hmm. up and you could feel that. And then when Drew came out quietly and didn't do his entrance and walked to the ring somberly and began that promo and sounded like he was going to 
offer some kind of condolences to 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 punk and then hit that line you know i prayed you know like the i prayed line. yeah that just went bam and hit everybody i talked uh, about earlier about that earth shattering kaboom moment that was mm-hmm. it and it was solid. And Drew is doing some of the best work of his life right now. You know, he said he went away to 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 get better to come back. Hopefully, they got him locked in because Drew is a player, a major player right now. Yeah, the I mean, we got to start giving Drew way more credit on his promos too, because he has been nailing them in this one too. Not just the I prayed for this, but the I'm gonna live your dream again was just oh gut-wrenching lines and he delivered them so well drew you i mean great stuff and that's only the first half of the show uh <laughs> we we get a, a a segment with judgment day rhea ripley says the message wasn't sent at the royal rumble and tonight they're going to remind everyone who they are so we get damian priest and finn balor versus diy it's a really good commercial free title defense judgment day retains Post match, man, if your heart wasn't broken already from this episode, uh, Davian Priest invites our truth to the ring and they talk about family before attacking our truth and then destroying the Miz who came out to make a save. I mean, uh, Justin Labar, this is, I mean, in, in the best possible way, this was just a another heart wrenching scene after this match, which was a great match, too, by the way. It was a great match. Crowd got into DIY. They 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 balled into DIY, <clears throat> possibly taking these titles. So, uh, good good there. Yeah, post match. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it you know attacking our truth from behind, and it was uh again crowd some heat. They're not 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 liking, you know, poor old our truth is just trying to make some money, and he filed Damian Priest's taxes and liquidated his assets, and um, <laughs> Punk is or uh, Punk, uh, Truth is so uh, liked right now that. Um, yeah, a lot of heat here. This was uh, this felt like, you know, uh, I, I I don't I don't know where they're going. I don't know. I, mean, I assume there's a payoff match of Miz and Our Truth versus, you know, two of the members here. But this was uh, this was effective heel stuff right right there. Yeah, Jimmy, I want your thoughts on the the match as well because uh, as Adam Staples says, DIY versus JD was a banger. Uh, I always feel like we we forget how good tag team wrestling can be and how fun it can be, and I feel like this was exactly that. But also. The way that they so cleverly made it feel like our truth was going to be in- accepted into the group before yanking the rug out from under him, and just that classic—I guess that 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 classic way of approaching it—so we are all like, "Yay, our truth's going to join!" Nope, and then you feel betrayed, even though you shouldn't have shouldn't have believed him in the first place, Jimmy. Why did I believe Damian Priest? Because they made you believe he he the way he set it up. You believed what he was saying until that moment comes and then bang, they hit you right between the eyes with that with that line uh while well, JD hits from behind. So he obviously can't yeah. hit you in the eyes, but between the eyes, but right. they, they they set up the crowd perfectly. Again, after a hell of a tag team match and got to give all the guys credit because as Justin said, the, the crowd started off a little somber and then they mm-hmm. got they got the crowd into it and they bought into a lot of those false finishes big time and then you know ending it off with this whole our truth our truth is just magic right now and he's so loved and you want to get people to dislike the heels even the cool ones that's what they mm-hmm. did here 
They did a perfect job of getting you to really dislike them. Yeah, this is where, you know, we talk about heat on a match and stuff. Now you really want to see Awesome Truth beat up these guys. And you really want to see them get what's coming to them. And this and, is, and this sorry, is great. Sorry yeah, to cut yeah. you off. Yeah, that could lead to a, a t- the tag team title match at WrestleMania. could be Finn and Priest versus Awesome Truth. Why not? Yeah, yeah I'd buy it for the titles. That'd be great. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, we get Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark versus Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Uh, fairly quick one. Piper and Chelsea get some offense in, but for the most part, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark seem to steamroll their way to what I assume is a title shot. Uh, Jimmy, these two have been pretty unbeatable for a little bit. Are they are they going to be the next tag team champions? It feels weird if they're facing damage control. Yeah, it does feel weird. Again, who do you cheer for in this one? And that's the, the problem they're, they're possibly running into with this one. But uh, it looks like they're on their way to uh, at least a tag team title opportunity. Whether they win the mm-hmm. titles or not, I'm not convinced. Let's put it that way. I think there might be a little bit of a uh, um, swerve happening here with the ladies or they maybe can they interact? Can they get along? I hate to put it that way, but uh, you know, can they coexist? I, I, can they coexist? That's a, that's yeah. the terminology. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Justin, any takeaways from this? I see Reaper bank with Reaper brink with the uh, comment. As soon as Vince is gone, Samantha Irving has said Chelsea green, right? She, so she's going back to saying that Chelsea Green or however she does it. Um, I, I thought that was an interesting thing that that seems to be back. Well, it is back. It has nothing to do with Vince, but it is back, uh, which is nice. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, we talked, we're doing all this talk about how hot the crowd was and heat and this and that. And then Shane and Zoe came out and the crowd goes mild. I mean, they, they, they were book dominant. They've been kind of, they've been getting book dominant. So it does feel like they're getting heated up for you know some involvement in, in, in the tag title picture but um i don't feel like many people care i feel like the, i feel like chelsea and particularly chelsea gets more reaction from the crowd because she's so over the top and her character is what it is that Shayna and zoe for as physical as they might be and as in shape and as technically sound as it might be i just just what do you got what else you got it just no nobody's really connecting or caring right now when they come out uh so and you know they got to they got to fix that. Well, it's interesting Justin to me. Do you think um you know we just talk about heat from something like what the judgment day just did to our truth. Are they missing something that makes us hate them beyond just I mean they they're not likable, yeah. but they're also not necessarily bad people. They're just winning matches in dominant fashion. Yeah, you know, I know. They 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 there needs to be some story set up, some angle set up. You know, we got to find uh, baby face, sympathetic female, and 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 if set some angle up. It's going to get uh, more invested in booing Shayna and Zoe and wanting to see them get their comeuppance. I mean, right now, again, they just they come out. They're they're dominant physical 
women. I, it's, but that's this is not enough. I need I need something more. It's just, and then the crowd kind of tells you that this is yeah. this was a hot Tampa crowd. This crowd was mm-hmm. with it for most of the night. So we can't say, oh, this is a down crowd tonight, or they were exhausted, or WWE's on day three of their Tampa resident, like whatever. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. This crowd was in it tonight. So if they went down for this, that 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 should be some kind of barometer to tell you something. Uh, we got a, a segment after this that was really um, that was kind of one of the more surprising ones. That's Cody Rhodes comes out uh, to make things official for WrestleMania. And that's when Seth Rollins comes out, congratulates Cody and says, look, you need to challenge me. And then cuts a hell of a promo promo of a lifetime from Seth Rollins. I thought saying, look, man, this is the real title. Uh, and, you know, Justin, I, I, I guess I'll actually, Jimmy, I'll go to you. I, I, go to Jimmy I, first. Go to Jimmy. Um, Jimmy, this was the, they've said about trying to make this an equal to the Roman Reigns title. And look, Roman Reigns has a three year streak. Like it's tough to do that. But this little, this speech from Seth Rollins made me think, you know what? This is kind of a, of the title worth fighting for. I thought this was incredible. It was incredible because it was a compelling argument that he made for him to challenge for Cody to challenge him and wanting him to fight for the real world heavyweight championship. It's a story. It's like his that's what his father would want. Again, bringing Dusty into the equation as well. You know, he would want you to fight for the real world championship. And and I am the workhorse champion and, and went through that whole entire thing. I thought, again, that. You know, we go back to last week where we had Punk and, and and Cody in the ring, and then Seth comes out. And the interesting thing I noticed was this week he didn't have that big knee brace on. Mm-hmm. He was walking a little more comfortably, so maybe that that knee is is coming along a little better than we let's hope. Anyways, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to wish bad things on anybody, but maybe that knee is healing up a little better and we don't want him to do anything between now and mania that would, you know, jeopardize his spot there. But at the same time, he did make a compelling argument for him and Cody. I, you know, I would buy into it, especially now, like we were talking about earlier, we're not sure what the situation is with rock. So, you know, this is a viable option right now, in my opinion, thanks to what Seth had to say tonight. Yeah, he he absolutely cut a promo uh, here. Justin, I want your thoughts on this, but I want to say, you know, Seth, I love Seth. And I love this promo, but he started the way he was talking to Cody. I was thinking he reminds me of that that toxic ex that you know you, they you, they she hates you. She she ruins your life. She makes things miserable. She takes everything away from you. And then as soon as you look like you're about to get engaged, she's like, "Remember how great we are together." This is Seth Rollins. He was like. He was like, I hate you, Cody. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I'm done with you. And now he's like, oh, you got it. You got a chance to go to WrestleMania. Maybe weren't we great together, Cody? That's that's what I'm getting from Seth Rollins. Jack Farmer, who have you been dating? (laughs) (laughs) Who have you been breaking up with? (laughs) That's the better question I should ask. (laughs) We've all Uh, got one, Justin. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Fame, brother. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, 
we're live, pal. Um, <laughs> this, you know, this. First off, maybe he did have the knee brace on. Maybe those bell bottom pants were just bruised right. enough that he. But he was he was moving a little bit better. Um, the sales pitch that Seth Rollins made for why this title that was created just last year, right? It was a hell of a sales pitch. This is the title that's making the towns with you. This is the champion that's making the towns with you. Like it, it, it was so well laid out, and and he and he, and he walked it all the way to the line without crossing it, without burying the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. Like you know, oh, it's it's the it's the Hollywood title, it's the politic title. He took it just to the line. If he would have gone a little bit further, you would have been almost at a risk of like burying that title and all the lineage that it does have. But he. He took it as far as he could. It was a hell of a sales pitch to make me go, okay, if it was Seth versus Cody for this title and Cody wins, it would I feel like that would I feel satisfied as a fan? Would I feel like, you know, that 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 this is that this is a worthwhile ending? Um, this definitely felt like this promo wasn't this promo was not planned a week ago. This definitely feels like this was an audible call again, maybe in result of the punk injury. And I say this because we saw at the inner rumble when Cody Rhodes called, you know, basically you know, called out Roman Reigns from his skybox. So that made you know, so I'm assuming this was a bit of an audible. We've got to buy some time and figure out what pieces in the puzzle, as I mentioned earlier, going where it was a hell of a sales pitch. My, my, my biggest complaint that I would have to say though, still about trying to sell me on Cody versus Seth for the title and that being adequate to finish the story is that we've already seen Cody beat Seth several times over and we've seen him face Roman once for that particular title and he couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. So that to me feels more like that's that that's the mountain he still needs to climb successfully. He's already beat Rollins several times. He, he competed with a legit torn peck and hell in a cell against Rollins. You know, so that's, that's still where I, 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 I'm, I'm a bit torn. But if they would decide, if, if all of a sudden they got the Rock inked and it's going to be Rock versus Roman at Mania, and that then meant, okay, Cody, we got to slide you over to this world title. If they keep building off of what they did tonight, I, I think you can make a real honest, good attempt to make it feel as big and magical as you want. And look, if that hit did happen, Cody wins that title, there's nothing to say that Cody then can't say, you know what, I finish – this story, now on to the next one, where I grab the other world title and I conquer Roman Reigns, if Roman would was still be undefeated, and, 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 he, and he chases Roman down at a later date, a SummerSlam or whatever later date. So there's a lot here, but this promo was 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 a lot of fire, and so props to, to Seth. Yeah, and I just want to say, because I see some folks talking about uh, uh, this promo was simply to buy more time to build suspense, uh, like from Beer Money. I'm not saying to Justin, I don't think that this is how it's going to go, but that the, the way the story is unfolding is still very compelling, especially to what Justin said. If the rock is, does get signed, cause that could change anything at any moment. And of course, obviously plans changed as of the very end of Royal rumble. There are certain things that ha- dominoes that have now fallen that are making me wonder how things are going to play out. And we're going to talk about that. A, a, with a big match later on in this uh, tonight. Uh, real quick, though, Jay Uso versus Bronson Reed, Yeet versus Meat, 
uh, put some fun on this one. Uh, Jay Uso gets the win. Jimmy, um, they keep talking about Jay Uso becoming a champion before the end of the year. Do you think he's looking like he might do that at WrestleMania with a big win like this? Uh, I don't know if it'll happen at WrestleMania. I almost see something else uh, happening at WrestleMania for Jey Uso and involving the bloodline. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. I think, it, I think it's going to be a family situation there. Um, it, good win for, for Jay, but at the same time, Bronson Reed looks like an absolute beast and needs to uh, we talk all the time about getting over without going over, but eventually you still have to go over at a, at a certain point. And that's where Bronson Reed is entering that territory now. He's entering that, uh, uh, that Chad Gable territory where, yes, we like seeing him. It's okay. He's still getting over with the audience, despite the fact he isn't winning, but eventually you have to win. Yep. Yeah, Justin, you got to get the dubs. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I love the Bronson graphic of him <laughs> towering over and destroying the city and this and that. But, uh, yeah, he's got to get the dubs. And this is a big one for Jay Uso, and, and I agree. I think for Mania, it, it, you have Jay and Jimmy established as single stars, something I didn't, never thought they'd actually be able to do. I thought these two are twins. They're a great tag team. It's going to be very hard to ever have them simultaneously on the roster at the same time effectively a single star. I just thought that's a hard thing to sell having, you know, but they have managed to do it. Jay has carved out <laughs> his yeet and he's got the people doing the thing. And, and Jimmy is, Jimmy is uh, following through with the bloodline. So I think if they can, uh, I think that's the way to go for Mania is to have them one-on-one with each other. Cause this is probably the one and only time you might get that. So that's where I, that's where I aim my, my WrestleMania focus. Well, those two previous segments combined really made me look at Kofi Kingston versus Gunther a little differently. Uh, really tough hitting match and uh, lots of change of paces. Uh, Post match, Imperium beats up the New Day. Uh, Jimmy, going into this one, I thinking of everything that's happened. Maybe Gunther going for that world title based on everything that we've heard. Um, Jay Uso potentially becoming a champion down the road. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think Kofi was going to win today, but I did have that like 5% voice in the back of my head going, what if they did have Kofi beat Gunther today because of everything to get to WrestleMania? You know what I mean? No, I understand completely what you mean. And again, it was one of those situations where you didn't think that it was going to happen, where we didn't think we were going to see a title change tonight. But again, as the match progressed and they started getting into the uh, false finishes near near the end, you started questioning at least a little bit going, Hmm, maybe we will see it. But now, you know, we have that outnumbered situation, that three on two situation. Uh, I don't know what the situation is with someone like a big E because this Mm -hmm. would be a perfect time, perfect situation. If he's healthy enough, and able to to come back and kind of be that catalyst and see a match at WrestleMania with the Big E and a Gunther would make sense in this situation. But uh, again, I don't know what his situation is medically with his neck and how how you know well he is. But it, boy, that would be a great addition to this rivalry. That's for sure. Yeah, Justin, uh, I'd love your thoughts on this one. And also, I just want to talk about the psychology of how this rivalry has made the steel steps almost a part of it and how they were using it in this match and they've used it in the past. It makes just the steel steps seem so dangerous um, because of the way they've treated them. 
no, absolutely. That's, that's a, a great observation by you. Um, this whole thing, like, like we've talked about in these recent weeks as we've been tracking this, this what, what, what went from kind of just an innocent, let's just pair a tag team match up here, uh, and then, of course, Vinci's scare, and then they use that to Kaiser's retaliation. This has just turned into, and then last week with the big table spot, it's just turned into this blood feud. <laughs> like, I mean, kind of a, a surprise um, bonus addition here in the storylines. <laughs> Uh, obviously, the Gunther match against Kofi tremendous. You, 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 you could ask Gunther to go have a bad match; he wouldn't know how to do it. He's just right. Um, he just, he's not, it's like he can't do it. Uh, Five hundred and ninety-eight days, so he's gonna hit six hundred days here this week. Um, really good match. Uh, not to be too smart, there were moments where you know it, it felt like Cody had or Kofi had momentum, but not to get too smart here. But part of me, like I took myself out of it because I'm like, you know, audibles being called this and that. If they did want to take it off Gunther tonight. They would have made this the main event. They would have advertised mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, this is our mm-hmm. big main event tonight." So the fact that it was where it was in the show kind of like again got me getting too, you know, in the weeds. But nonetheless, still fun to watch. Uh, the post match action very good. Gunther's another one, so he's retained. The, he's still our IC champion. He's another one that I have to assume as we figure out what's happening in the title pictures at Mania, and we of course have Elimination Chamber first. Uh, I gotta imagine he's going to be somebody who's in the Elimination Chamber. Even still, while having this IC title, he, you know, I mean, he was part of the final, final four of the Rumble. So I gotta think he's gonna make claim of why he should be in the chamber, vying for a spot at whichever world title. Still needs a challenger. So uh, again, a lot of again, a lot of pieces still right now being moved around. That it's just fascinating to watch. Yeah, really, um, really yeah. quickly, if I could just jump in here, and also, uh, thankfully, it looked like uh, Kofi dodged a bullet tonight. With that that power bomb on the outside to the to the apron on his neck, yeah. Looked, yeah, my goodness, it yeah. looked it looked nasty. So thank goodness it looked like it looks like Kofi's okay. Yeah, the, the anytime they do use the apron, I'm just like, ah, God, that looks like it hurts so bad. Uh, and, and, and I get asked a lot, why, why is it a disqualification when they throw them into the steps and they throw them into the table? That's part of the set. It's like, yeah, it's part of the ring set. If you were to pick it up and use it as a weapon, then it's a disqualification. But if if it's there and it's like the ring post, the ring post is there. Mm-hmm. If you if you're able to pick up the ring post and hit somebody with it, now it's a DQ. And just throwing it out there. That's all. <clears throat> um, the Kabuki Warriors beat Tegan Knox and Natalia in a fairly quick one. Uh, but the real story was post match. Uh, Bailey comes out and is bragging mm-hmm. about making history. When Rhea Ripley comes out and starts to talk smack before Nia Jax comes out and just smashes her and then smashes her again and again, then damage control scatters and Nia Jax takes Bailey's mic and says, challenge someone else because Ripley isn't going to make it to mania. Uh, uh, Jimmy, Bailey is in a pickle. No, she is in a pickle, but Nia came out looking like an absolute monster and a dominant figure in the women's division. And and uh, uh, Bailey, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where she goes because you know people are speculating that she is going to uh, challenge her damage control cohort, uh, uh, Io Sky, for the championship. So you know, there's an interesting story again there to be told. And, you know, Rhea can go on. It looks like Rhea is going on this huge babyface run eventually. You know, with Elimination Chamber in Australia, you know they're going to pop huge for her. So Mm -hmm. it's going to come off big time that she's like a babyface in this one. So if they do the Nia 
rematch there. Um, I could see it happening, but also, uh, you know, I, that's a, that's a, that's a heck of a mania match as well, too. Yeah, Justin Nia Jax has just been. I mean, she is an unstoppable force. I mean, I don't want to sound corny, but like just her. I feel like her value on this roster has gone so much higher than I would have expected to have when they first brought her back. She has great value because she is a very effective heel. People don't like her. Whether it's because it's just the things that she says in her promos or because she's a, a dominating physical presence or if people start to work themselves. Oh, well, she... She she legit busted up Becky's nose. She hurt somebody. She she's dangerous. She's a liability. I want her to go away. Let me ask you something, folks. If she was that much of a liability, would the company have hired her back and proceeded to push her to the level they are? Don't you think one of these women that she's working with has enough stroke to then go to the office and say, "I ain't working with her"? <laughs> like maybe she's yeah, she legit busted Becky. That's well documented. And maybe she had uh, maybe she's had another act. You know, like. Accidents do happen. It's not ballet. It, it, there's also a difference between being reckless and then sometimes just having like, oops, it just happens. Like, so maybe she had a, an accident or two in the past and maybe she learned from it. Maybe there was a teaching moment of, hey, don't do it this way or, or whatever. But point is, for whatever reason, you guys don't like her. That's fine. That's why she's so effective, because it is hard to get a female where you get this much legitimate heat. And she has it. And she is going to have the entire country of Australia on top of her hounding her likely at Elimination Chamber when she takes on Rhea Ripley, because I think that's where they're going to go with it. And, you know, and for, for Rhea, you know, again, I keep saying, we're getting we're, we're getting closer and closer to the face turn. The crowd's cheering her. They're embracing it. Tonight she gets attacked from behind. People, they're chanting mommy. None of the Judgment Day comes out to help her and save her. Rhea's making more and more of the baby face. All, she has had, all she's going to have to do is turn on Dom Dom. Once she drops Dom Dom, it lets everybody know it's cool to cheer her. She's a face. And as for Naya... Yes, Nia versus Rhea would be a big Mania match, but I think it's better off in Australia. And Nia, you want to find a Mania match for her? Jade Cargo, who just eliminated her at Rumble. Find Jade, find Jade Cargo, a heel that you know everybody's going to be wanting to, to boo to make sure Jade Cargo does not have to fight a mixed audience or a... That seems like that makes too much sense to me. Yeah, it does make sense. That's, that's and as Dylan says, says in the chat, by the way, uh, says Rhea versus Nia in Perth would be great. Uh, Aussie co-main event since Nia was born in Sydney. Ah, and yeah, uh, nice. And 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 again, just another little thing about Nia is we always talk about you have to have personality, you have to be able to to you know grab a microphone and talk. She can do that, but she doesn't have to say much. She right. doesn't have to go on those those oh my goodness what a promo kind of thing. It's she says it she says it quietly. She says it nasty, and you go, wow, she's terrifying. Um, it's and, and I want to say something here because someone was uh, yeah. So Mick Cloud says, uh, can you see the face turn in Australia? I always say, if you like Rhea Ripley and you want her to win, she's already the face. Mm. That's. The reason you, if you like Justin to Justin's point, you want Nia to lose and you don't like her, that's she's the heel. Well, well, I mean, Rhea's definitely going to be the face at Elimination Chamber in her home country. The face turn's going to come, for, and, and I stress this 
she doesn't need to change much. Maybe she's not a part of Judgment Day anymore because Judgment Day is a heel group. And again, that's where I go into the drop Dom Dom. But she doesn't really need to change much else. She doesn't need to change her presentation. She doesn't need to change her attitude. Like the biggest difference is just going to be it's going to just let the crowd know, <laughs> okay, it's it's okay to cheer her. Mm-hmm. And sh- her list of opponents will then become the heel, the women's heel locker room. She's been taking mm-hmm. on f- faces for the last couple of years. And quite frankly, as I've been saying, we've kind of ran dry of anybody that I find believable to beat her. So now if she gets to switch to being on the babyface side, whole fresh new list of opponents for her to work against. Absolutely. And really quickly, sorry again to to, to interject here, but not just drop Dominic, but drop the whole group, like you said, Justin. Yeah, yeah just, just leave them completely. You know, Dominic, I've had, you know, you're enough, whatever she says to her, to, to Dominic to get rid of him. And the rest of you guys, I'm tired of leading you guys down a path that you guys can't follow or something along those lines. Hey, hey Jimmy, would it be more effective if she dumps Dom Dom or if Dom Dom was caught? hanging out in some other woman's locker room uh and then and then potentially and then potentially you could build towards not necessarily a match but build towards Rhea getting her hands and just having a spot with Dom Dom getting her hands on Dom Dom first that's for some that's an idea now you just gotta, you gotta find the right woman and it works perfectly yeah Nia Jax it would work with Nia actually <laughs> it would yeah um so, uh, by the way, our uh, Australian correspondent, Dylan Matthews, says that uh, Naya is going to get cheered as well. Oh, here we go. Naya is going to get cheered also. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Dylan, we're, we're going to see how well you know your home country if, uh, <laughs> if uh, they cheer both of them. I'm curious to see. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple of backstage segments. I'm just going to mention all of them and then get your guys' thoughts. Uh, Andrade signed with Raw. Braun Breaker's calling Nick Aldis, though. We talked a little bit about that earlier on, but uh, mm-hmm. Caden Carter, Katana Chance, they're getting a title shot next week. And Becky Lynch says she's going to keep fighting until she gets a title shot. Uh, Jimmy, any thoughts on Caden uh, uh, Carter, Katana Chance, Becky Lynch, uh, or do you want to talk about Braun again or anything like that? No, I, I, I like the Becky thing. That uh, You could see that she was disappointed. You could see that she felt like she needs to get back into the groove of things. I just... Uh, hope that she can it's just got to mm-hmm. find that right spot for her for the time being until they get through this program that they're going through now with Rhea and uh and, and bailey you know and that sort of thing uh justin i'm loving the battle of the gms i feel like they're balancing mm-hmm. them perfectly without them feeling mm-hmm. like they're taking over the show but there's still some story there uh any thoughts on that part and the fact that i mean andrade signed a raw yeah uh, andrade to roll good um yeah, I like the GMs. This is maybe the best. Um, <clears throat> this may be the best presentation of the competing figure. GMs since you know Bischoff and Heyman or or Bischoff and Stephanie. We, early early two thousands, any which way. Uh, we've had a lot of iterations since. You know, respect to Teddy Long, respect to Vicky Guerrero, corporate Kane. <laughs> Mike Adamley, the don't, anonymous don't, Raw general manager. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, give them all their shouts. Don't, like, don't besmirch the celebrity guests, uh, okay? Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't besmirch Jeremy Piven, okay? Right. Um, you know, question I, for you, Justin. Question yeah. for you, Justin, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you completely that this is a great, great dynamic they have with the two authority figures from each brand, and both guys can still go. Mm-hmm. Do we see a match down the road between competing authority figures? I could see, yeah, I could see something fun. Like, 
not, not you know nothing maybe like not high high profile but i could see for a fun ple match if they wanted to you know, if, you know I, yeah because you're right both guys are still in great shape they could they could do a, a match especially with some smoke and mirrors and some fun stuff mm-hmm. with it all um yeah this is i like the way it's being presented my because my problem my problem has been largely in the last 20 years you know obviously when vince when it was vince versus austin or vince versus whoever his baby face was made total sense vince is the, the, the head of the company it, we got down we got down a road too far of just empowering said random person to be the general manager and it just wasn't it's was like it, it's 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 hard to buy that when then simultaneously so often on tv vince is on tv hunter's on tv stephanie's on tv shane's on tv it's like well here's the real people that i absolutely laurenitis is on tv here's people that i know actually have executive authority in the company or their last name is mcmahon it, it it just made it a harder sell for these empowered gms but the fact that that's not the case anymore with the mcmahon's uh situation and just the way they play it just the way that like all this and pierce don't play it as if they're the end all be all they have bosses to answer to but the way that they've combated and it, it's felt it's felt felt good it's felt comfortable it's felt entertaining it hasn't felt forced or or, or weird. And by the way, think about Rumble this past Saturday. First, P- first pay per view ever, where where no one with the last name McMahon is technically employed to the company, and Kevin Dunn's not in the production truck. That's a wild wow. new era. What yeah. a tough show to do, by the way, without any of that guidance, because Rumbles are a mess. You know, like it's that had to be tough for them. But um, but yeah, I, I'm loving these these uh, general managers. Uh, Cornell Bryant says that Bailey promo was for Labar. My homie Justin wasn't sold on damage control. Now they run into Shizzo. I love this version of Bailey. I, I gotta say, I, this version of Bailey is probably her best work. And I thought when I saw her first time at Full Sail NXT, I thought that she, you know I was like, oh, this is gonna she's gonna be like the John Cena of female merchandise. I thought you know, the hugger stuff was gonna be, but this iteration of her, I think, far and surpasses anything she's ever done. Um, we get to the main event, Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre, hard hitting, but Drew McIntyre going low to get the win. Justin, did he intentionally low blow uh, Sami Zayn? He would never do such a thing. <laughs> Sc- Scottish, Scottish <laughs> manners would dictate. <laughs> um, yeah, hard hitting. It was good. I mean, I, again, I, I asked again, what I said earlier. He's put, he, you know, he's in a main event here. He wins. I mean, I, I, this kind of feels like there's an investment in Drew that this does not mm-hmm. feel like somebody whose contract is expiring soon, I, unless they are, I, I, unless they're trying to like prove something, unless they're trying to say, look, we want you to stay. We want, we, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm purely speculating, but it does not feel like he's a guy who's on his way out. Right. Yeah. Jimmy, I think that's like the biggest story here for me is it, this absolutely feels like Drew McIntyre is in a, they've got plans for him at the very least. Mm-hmm. If it's not signed, they're at least showing him, look, we've got plans for you stick around. Right. And, and he's a great option. Like if they do go with Cody and Roman at Rome at WrestleMania, he is a great option for Seth mm-hmm. for the other titles. So that, that is great too. And as far as whether that was an accident or not, I love the way they played it out because they showed on the replay and you could clearly see, uh, Drew put his hands up to look like he's protecting himself. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, you get that low blow, which the, you know, commentary team did their job 
it was it was unintentional. Was it unintentional? You know, was it an intentional low blow? That sort of thing. You left the question there. You know, and and it worked out great. I thought. Jimmy, do you think after the promo earlier today with Drew, do you think he should have just cheated? Like, do you think he's ready to just be that guy that hits the low blow? Um, it, if you do it intentionally in front of the referee, then it's a DQ. You have to get creative in how you do it and how you hide it from the referee. And I hate the old, we're in the corner and, and you know, the referee's trying to separate you and you do the back kick kind of thing. And that, you know, yeah. that's... That's played out. Let's put it that way. At least this one was different and creative. And you can say, hey, you know, maybe he did at least want to be close. You yeah. Know, it said, and went straight to the Claymore as opposed to uh, doing five other moves in between. You right. Know? So so it did. It worked in this case. And, and I don't mind him cheating. It's just you got to be creative again, as I always say, and put the heat on the right guy. Put it on Drew and not the yeah. referee, for example. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great stuff here. I, I think Drew getting the win is really good good here. And I think that I mean he's had a lot of losses, and that's been a kind of a problem for him. But this is mania season, and I feel like all the points are doubled. So getting wins during this time of the year, I think can very quickly make us forget the losing streak he was on if he goes strong through mania the next few months. Um, and really undo all the losses he had. So, yeah, um, I think that does it for this week's uh, this week's show. I thought it was a good one. I thought just about everyone nailed everything that they were supposed to do. Uh, before we go, though, of course, everyone in the chat, make sure to let me know what you guys thought of the show. Jimmy, where can the world find you online? And um, what are the what's the stuff you're working on? And overall thoughts on the show? No, overall, I thought it was a good uh, post Rumble show and. I enjoyed it actually more than the rumble itself because it's setting up the storyline. You know, it's a cliche, the road to WrestleMania. They're actually setting some nice, uh, planting some nice seeds heading on that road or, or at least laying the pavement down uh, so far uh, nicely to, down that road. And as far as where you can find me, obviously here on Monday nights with Triple J, Wednesday nights, you can find me here talking AEW with you, Jack, and uh, mm -hmm. and Disa. I may have to wear my ref shirt on Wednesday nights from now on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, I'm on the Refnet Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and RJ, who holds the glue together. You know, we talked to Doug Basham last week, and this week we got a great guest. Ooh, Chavo. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero, my old buddy. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun talking to him this week. And of course, my ref and it up, my ref and rant podcast, which I do from Monday to Wednesday, having a little fun, like I say always, little critiques, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I think need to be tightened. Uh, always good stuff, Justin. Overall thoughts on the show, and where can we find you online? Yeah, pretty good. Raw, uh, certainly <clears throat> a lot to keep watching for, a lot of things to to get to track and see where they do. Um, but overall, for the three hours of what it is. Pretty good. God, if this time next year, if they're on Netflix and they can move to, I mean, cause think about it, when they go to Netflix, there's no longer hard outs that they have to have. Like, I mean, say, mm -hmm. so a show could be, you know, two hours or it could be two hours and 10 minutes or it could be an hour and 50 minutes. So if they can cut that third hour off, that'd be awesome. Uh, overall, pretty yeah. good though, but I'm, I'm looking forward to watching where all these different uh, storylines advance to. Uh, as to follow me uh, at Justin the Bar across the socials, uh, follow me and see me here on Monday nights with you guys after. Raw on Wrestling Inc. and then every Friday morning, Spar with Labar and Busted Open, and then every Sunday, all three hours, 
uh, 9 a.m. to noon, co-hosting Busted Open on Channel 156 on Sirius XM. Uh, certainly this past Sunday because we're coming off of, uh, of a long night of rumble, but every Sunday it just feels like we have the catch-all of all the news and all the happenings that entire week and really get to cycle through it, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So I encourage you guys to check that out if you have not done so before. Also, always good stuff. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. For those of you who don't know, I'm also now on the AEW After Show here at Wrestling Inc. So I'll be chatting about Dynamite as well. So make sure to tune into that one. But check out all the Wrestling Inc. shows. A follow at Wrestling Inc. And make sure to check out the NXT After Show uh, tomorrow. I thought this was a fantastic episode of Raw. And I am excited about the future. Thank you for everyone who joined us, whether it be uh, Mick Cloud, Blue Chew, or uh, where did it go? QZ Mosley, a couple of folks, uh, Scott Langford that I did not get in the beginning that showed up. A little bit late, but you're still appreciated being here. And of course, shout out to all the lurkers hanging out here. We'll see you all next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.